Welcome to Tea Time Talks. It's Tanya here again with Arthur on this lovely last day of February when the sun is shining. And we are looking today at quite a famous painting called An Experiment on a Bird in the Air Pump. Another long title. Another long awkward title. Difficult to remember yeah. like the first podcast we he did. Does, he doesn't help us, does he? No. <laughs> Do you remember we did the first podcast by the same artist, Joseph Wright of Derby? Yeah. Do you remember what that painting was called? It was another long title. The Something of Orrery. Was it something like an, a philosopher explaining an orrery? Yeah. But it was even longer than that. Yeah, I know. Anyway, this is part of the same series of yeah. candle-lit paintings. And I remember the first comment you made about that first work we looked at was how dark it was. Yeah, remember? and this one looks even darker. Correct. It, and it's got a central light source, um, but it's a very mysterious light source. Can you actually see where the light's coming from? Do you remember in the first one it was a candle? Yeah. But it was hidden, wasn't it, behind a yeah. girl who was in the foreground? Mm -hmm. And this is a similar thing. You can't make out the light source. It's a mis mystery. I think I can. Oh, right. <laughs> Go on then. Is it coming from the moon? The moon? Oh, you mean the moon to yeah, the right? Yeah, in the background. Yeah, now that is well spotted. It looks like there's a full moon shining in on yeah. everyone. That's a well spotted, yeah. yeah. Let's just explain to the listeners that on the very right of the picture, there is a window, or a very deep sash window, and there's a little boy operating it. And yeah. outside you can see a full moon and a cloudy sky. And do you remember in the first painting we talked about the Lunar Society? Yeah, it was it was to do with, we thought it was people from the Lunar Society, or the artist was part of it. Well, he wasn't a member, yeah. but he was very closely associated. Okay, yeah. But can you remember what was particular? Why were they called the Lunar Society? Because they only came out for meetings on a full moon. Correct. Yeah. So they could see their way home, basically. Mm. Uh, so this is the days when, this is pre-electricity days. They didn't have smartphones and flashlights. Correct. Probably not or even. Or street light. Yeah. Oh, they might have had gas lamps, but not in the middle of the country. No. Where they, where they, or did they meet in Birmingham? I think, I don't know. But anyway, so, yeah, you're right. You've got the moon mysteriously shining out the window. It's a bit, do you know the word gothic? Yeah, sort of an alternative, bohemian. No, not really. It means threatening. It means like a bit like a horror film. A oh, um, ominous, dark. Yeah, it's, vampires it's a bit creepy. Yeah. It's a bit creepy. Yeah. The whole scene is a bit creepy, isn't it? It is a bit, yes. Especially, uh, again, I think it's a girl um, sitting down. Yeah. Um, Which to, girl? To your, to your right. Um, Below the bloke that's pointing up towards yeah, so the bird. she's in the central yeah, room. The, she's uh, turning away with her hand on her cheek. No, the other one. Oh, the other the, girl, the yeah. little girl. Yeah. She looks distressed. Yeah, looks very scared. Yeah. And um, the father figure is sort of embracing both her and the older girl, which we could presume is her sister. Yeah, it looks like it. Because it's got that same family feel mm. that we had in the previous work. Yeah, except they do look a lot more distressed on this one. Yeah, as we unpack yeah. the picture, we'll see it's darker. It's got a, a, a more negative meaning. 
But the, the girl with her hand, her cheek in her hand, is so distressed she can't look. Yeah. So what is distressing them, Arthur? Well, because they're doing an experiment on a bird, an innocent bird, I'm guessing. Correct, yeah. And they're about to see it die. You or are possibly so, die. You're so right, <laughs> Get, you're so yeah. right. Okay, so, I mean, this is bizarre, and it is actually true that this air pump was invented in, in 1650-ish. Um, by Otto van Goeriek, a name we'll probably never remember, but he also wrote... <laughs> remember the Otto part. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but he also wrote a book of experiments you could do with these air pumps, mm. and it's really gruesome. Basically, you're gently suffocating a creature by depriving it of air until it possibly dies. Right. So what was the accomplishment here? Oh, look, we can suffocate a bird. What's so impressive about that? And they timed it. Yeah. See, there's a guy here with a stopwatch um, to the left of the central group. He's actually timing how long it takes for the bird to die. Gruesome, isn't it? They're a bit... Uh, I think they've got a few screws loose, haven't they, this lot? Yeah. But you'll see that the artist <laughs> himself is critiquing, as we are, this whole process. So he thinks it's a bit odd as well. Well, we'll we'll see. He questions it as yeah. we unravel it. Now they used to they put all sorts of creatures in these vacuum pumps. Basically, they're creating a vacuum. They used birds, mice, eels, snails, flies. You name it. So what was the point in it then? Well, it's to demonstrate yeah. that creatures need to have air to live. I mean, but that's pretty obvious, isn't it? You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty um, poignant for today with all this mask wearing because yeah. that's a good example of how people need air to breathe. But moving quickly on, what sort of bird does this look like to you? Um, is it a dove? Now, I'm really glad you said that because that's what I thought. Yeah. And going back to religious pictures, which were the norm before this scientific age, that the dove represents the Holy Spirit. Represents and, Christ, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And peace and the connection mm -hmm. to God. Right? And it's set high up, isn't it? And it's got a wing unfolded. And you're very right to say the artist has deliberately made it to look like a dove. right? But it isn't actually a dove. It's a cockatiel. Do you know what a cockatiel is? Are they like budgies sort of? Kind like, of, big, yeah. Big, bigger though. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're a sort of exotic bird that it was a sort of fashion to have as a, in a cage. Oh, yeah. What old, sort of old ladies would have. Well... Well, maybe not back then, but... I think a lot of people had them in those mm. days. And they sort of was like... You know, like today people show off their cars or their houses or their smartphones. They would show off that they've got this rare exotic bird. Oh, right, see. yeah. It's Look like, at me, I've got the rarest cockatiel. Yeah, and... it's a status symbol. Yeah. So it's like fashion, like clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, can you see the cage that this bird would have come from? Because it is difficult to see. It's in the shadows, and it's a very dark uh, picture. Is it to the left? No, no. You're looking in the wrong place. Um, it's. Oh, is it at the top on the it's right? It's to the top right. Above the the boy with the the. The cord. Yeah. Pulling the, the cord. Pulling the cord. Yeah. Now, he could be, I said that he was operating the window, but actually, I'm wrong, he's operating the birdcage. Oh, okay, yeah. He's, um, he's pulling it up onto the ceiling and he's preparing it. That makes it. sense. Yeah. yeah. He's preparing it because, as you rightly said earlier, 
We're not sure whether the bird's going to live or die at this point. It's still alive at this point. Yeah. So this is a question mark. Is the bird going to survive and be put back in the cage? He's or probably, is it going to snuff it? He's probably just got it there in case it does survive. Yeah. Yeah. At the so rate. there's a question mark hovering over this whole painting. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, the definitely. The outcome is undecided. Yeah. Um, and this adds to a tension that we have in the air here. And the tension that you've seen on the face of the little girl that you immediately spotted, you can also see on the main character. As in the previous podcast, the main character is a sort of natural philosopher, which is basically... He looks like the other bloke, doesn't he? A bit. Yeah. yeah. It's an early form of scientist. Okay. Before you've got a scientist like you have now... Uh, you had someone who was called a natural philosopher. And, um, yeah, as you said, he's similar in looks to the first. Yeah. And Long he's got this amazing hair. gown, this sort of satin gown, and he looks like a figure of authority, doesn't mm. he? But look at his expression and tell me what you think. Um, it, look closely, it's... He looks a bit, uh, I don't know, confused. Confused? A confused a bit. Not knowing what to expect. Yes, I'd say you're right, confused. Yeah. Would you say he looks um, a bit haunted, a bit ghost-like? Yeah, he does look a bit... Yeah. I wouldn't want to see him in my room on a dark night. No, yeah. again, it's that gothic, mm. slightly horror-filmy thing. He now, looks a bit like a zombie with his hand up in there. His hand yeah. is raised and he, right. it's like he's doing a magic spell. Yeah. And we talked about magic in the first one and we've got that same sense of magic here. Now go to this glass on the table, which is very polished and reflective. On it is this mysterious uh, glass vessel. It looks like a fruit cocktail. <laughs> yeah, it <Yeah>. does. <laughs> and this looks like a straw, doesn't it? Yeah, There's and a sort a straw. of stick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks quite tempting. Yeah. But actually, it's the reverse because most people think that that's a skull in there. What, like the head? Um... A bird skull or the head head of a bird or... Yeah, or some yeah. other animal. And so most people think it's a symbol of the coming death of the bird. Okay, yeah, that that is what they used to do, isn't it? Sort of witches and stuff in those days. Yeah. They used to preserve skulls in water. Yeah. Well, well, I'm we just going what I've seen from it, the We films, don't know that it's water, it'd be some special yeah, chemical solution. Or some solution. chemicals, yeah. And also... In art, there's a whole tradition in painting from the 17th and mm. through to the 18th centuries of having a skull in the painting. And the word for it was called a vanitas. Now, you don't need to remember the word vanitas, but it, it symbolised that everything will pass away, everything will come to dust in the end. So it's a common device in art. Right. But there's a catch here because no one is certain that's what it is. And some people... Have you heard of David Hockney? I have, yeah. Because I think he's still alive. He's like a, more yeah. of a contemporary artist, an English artist, very famous. He thinks that that is sulphur in there, in which case you wouldn't want to drink it Sulfur as a cocktail. Sulfur sulfuric acid? No, sulphur. I don't know what the difference is because my chemistry is oh, not right. great, but it would okay. be toxic. Yeah. But it can light up and, and because it looks like that's the light source, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, so you reckon it might be some chemical that lights up? Yeah. yeah, but that's what David Hockney yeah. has proposed. Also, phosphorus lights up. But I disagree because 
when I looked very carefully into that glass, when I looked at a, a better image to this, I could see a candle and a candle flame. So I mm. think there's a candle behind that glass. Right, yeah, possibly. It's So it's not certain at all no, what, where the light is actually coming from. Exactly. But Maybe there's not. Maybe he's deliberately just made made the the uh made it lighter in the middle for us to see yeah you, but maybe he's used different shades of of color when he was painting it on purpose yeah he wants that eerie feeling yeah. but he wants it to be uncertain now i said before that joseph wright of derby was a very innovative artist that means he's created his own type of picture He's very original. To be fair, there must be some light, otherwise they wouldn't be able to see. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. what he's based it on is there's a lot of French artists who did candlelit pictures, but the difference is they always showed the candle really clearly. The light source was really yeah. clear. But here it's ambiguous, it's uncertain. Now I want to ask you another question. You said that the bird looks like a dove when it's really uh, actually was a cockatiel. What do you think of when you see this great long wooden post which the glass container which the bird is in, the globe of glass, when you look at that shape yeah. of the stand, it's extraordinarily high. It doesn't need to be that high probably. So why is it that high? They've got to hurt their necks on purpose. No, look, <laughs> look back a bit. What does it make you think of? Um, is it is it something is it something religious a religious yeah, symbol? Yeah, I'm thinking a very religious symbol. Yeah. To me, it looks like a crucifix because you've got the tall vertical and then you've got the horizontal bar. So like a cross, basically. What yeah, Jesus was on. Yeah. yeah, and okay, we know it's an air pump, and you can see the pump is operated here with these metal cylinders. Which at first I thought was the cage. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, to pump out the air from here. But uh, Derby is no doubt talking about the past when societies were religious, um, very, very Christian. Now, we're still in a Christian world, but science is coming along, and science mm. is questioning... Religion. Yeah. All the time, yeah. It's questioning this past belief in the divine order, and it's saying... Is it really, does it really exist? Or is only the, does only the material world that we can test and see and have evidence of exist? Well, of which a lot of them are saying, or most of them are saying now, isn't it? Aren't, aren't they? What, nowadays? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that they is... They say it on TV and... We're in the age, fully yeah. in the age of science now, aren't we? But this is painted... Did I give the date for this, for this Was work? Was it 17-something? 1768. Yeah. Okay, so... Georgian and, Yeah, period. but do you know a word beginning with E, which we mentioned last time, which covers this age when science is developing out of philosophy? Um, to do with light? Um, not, no, I don't. I forgot. Okay, sorry. so it's called the Enlightenment oh, period. Oh, okay. yeah. And it's when um, in, intelligent people started questioning God and um, this accepted order of the universe that was based on the Catholic Church and started to question the world around them. Right. Uh, so it's the overall term for it is the Enlightenment, which is interesting because light is such an important part of it this is, picture. Yeah. And like the first picture we looked at, the light is so intense, 
in the middle. Yet around it is so dark, it's isn't so it? Black, so yeah. shadowy and dark. And do you remember? You can't see hard like some parts. It's just black, literally. Yeah. yeah. And these figures to the left are very much in shadow, aren't they? They're quite interesting because they don't seem interested in the experiment at all. No. He looks like he's asking her out on a date. You are so right. That's a <laughs> good point. Left, the, so let's just say, the, yeah. explain to the listeners that. So you've got the natural philosopher just off centre and the, and the tallest figure. But to his left, as you're looking at the work, there's a, a lady beautifully dressed who's in conversation with a man in profile. And as you say, it looks like they're having a very intimate chat. Yeah, it He's does. asking her out. It doesn't look anything to do with the ex experiment, does it? Yeah, they're not that interested, yeah. are they? Now, did you see this figure right down below who's leaning and gazing across? Oh, right. I didn't notice that, no. So it is yeah. very shadowy. The other one had something similar to that. I, I couldn't... There was someone that I didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've got m many more figures than we you'd, you'd first then think. Then you'd first... When you first look, you wouldn't notice. Yeah. yeah. And they're very closely grouped, aren't they? Mm. Do you remember in the first podcast we were saying there was definitely no social distancing at this time? No, and there's not here either. They're very cramped together. Tut, so, tut, where's your mask? <laughs> so what, <Yeah. laughs> what expression do you say of this figure peering? Do you think he's interested? Yeah, he looks it, yeah. And, he, what, and what about the figure next to him? Right yeah, they in the both foreground? look interested, definitely. And can you see the light is shining, just picking up the profile of their faces? Yeah. And do you remember how in the first podcast we were saying it was like the moon? It like, like moons, yeah. So, so he's a full moon, yeah. She's a full moon. She, she's a half moon. Yeah, so we've got that same mm -hmm. principle of the lunar society, which were at the heart of these new discoveries. Very similar, this. Yeah. yeah. But much more, as you said, a much more gruesome. So this chap's interested, and he's actually timing it. He's the one that in oh, his hand how, is... How do we know? Oh, yeah, you can see he's holding something. Yeah, a timepiece. Timepiece, yeah. Now, what about this figure opposite him, at the right-hand side, this other adult male seated here? Now, what do you make of him? He looks bored. Really? He's got his head in his hands, hasn't he? He's leaning. Yeah. Um... He is leaning his chin on his hands. Yeah. And do you remember in the first painting there was a similar man with his head in his hand? Yeah, he, he doesn't... Yeah, but he just doesn't look impressed to me. OK, does he look to you a bit separate from the rest of the crowd, as it were? Yeah, not involved. Yeah, so yeah. he is like that other figure. He's isolated. He's more deep-thinking. He's questioning... What's going on, basically? Would he be the type that would question, is religion real, is God real? You're spot yeah. on, yeah. One he of is the one. people in those days, yeah. Yeah, he's the one that's posing that question. Is science going to lead to this coldness, this yeah. lack of humanity, that human beings are interested in killing birds? Because science has got this cold, hard side, hasn't it? It has, yeah. So... I think he's he's the melancholic again, the the deep thinker, the questioner, right. and the, he's he's contrasted with the pale skin of the girl who's crying in anguish. So she represents sentiment. She represents the anguish of the de possible death of this mm. innocent bird. And they can you see how their postures are very similar? 
Yeah, they're sort of leaning forward a bit. Yeah, so they are, they're two sides of, a, of the same coin. Yeah, that's, it's sort of like they're going diagonally from the Gale and him, it's diagonally down. Yeah, there's a diagonal. Yeah. Um, and you're very right to point that out because if you follow the diagonal up from mm. there, you get to the man who's pointing to the up air pump. Up to the bird. Up to the bird, mm. up to the philosopher's hand at the very top yeah. and then down again. So you've got a beautiful triangle, haven't you? I'll tell you what it's like, a bit like a Christmas tree. Yes, yeah. The, the people with their heads are the branches. Yeah. And then at the top, it's the star on the top, his hand. Did you know that is a very yeah. good point? Because the, the vertical... It, get, it gets sort of thin, narrower and narrower as it goes up. You're right. And and the yeah. heads look like the the decorations or the yeah. baubles. <laughs> and and the, um, the stand of the air pump looks like the trunk of a tree. It does, which yeah. Which is why it's like the, a crucifix as well. Yeah, you're right. That's probably not relevant, but... I think it is, because yeah. compositionally, um, it really holds together. It's not... So you've got a group of people. It could be very fragmented, but they're a whole... They're all one. They're in a body together. Even though all the expressions are different, they cohere, yeah. which is uh, a great skill of the artist. Now, Joseph Wright of Derby started out as a portrait painter. And... So... Is this not... A portrait is of one person, isn't it? Well, it's interesting you should say that yeah. because in the early days of portraiture, you'd normally have one figure, sometimes mm -hmm. two, like a married couple. Okay, so it's, it's sort of like a... You know how you get photos now, like... A group photo. Yeah, or like, say, it's your school photo or... It's yeah, a bit like that, it but is. it's a painting. But yeah. let me continue because what later developed, because art is always pushing the boundaries... In this period, what was in fashion was a type of portrait called a conversation piece. Mm. And what it meant was instead of the sitters just sitting rigid in a chair and posing for the artist, they would be discussing something like the design of their house or the design of their garden. So this is based on the idea of interaction between human beings in the form of a portrait. But this isn't actually a portrait, as in the first work, they're types. They, they're mm. based on people he knows, but oh, okay. they're not yeah. actually portraits. Do you see what I mean? No. They're, okay. not, they're, they're not sitting right. They're sort of facing the wrong way to be a portrait. And they're, not all, they're not all looking... At... Well, it's very informal. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something else that's interesting about this time. Is that these natural philosophers would go round to rich people's houses and village halls and public halls and things. And they would make a show of these experiments. Yeah, I think you might have said something like that on the last... Yes, I think one. I probably did. Yeah. So it's like a performance. And remember I said all oh, the children were probably lucky to stay up that late, and mm. they were quite excited. And there's a sense of thrill and magic in the air. As though that you might get at the theatre or something. This is pre-TV pre and pre internet mm -hmm. and entertainment yeah entertainment was really raw and this is the sort of direct thing it would uh, consist of that these people would these showmen would go around to rich people's houses and they would perform these experiments and people would be in awe over them but this air pump apparently was quite difficult to operate and so the person who developed it 
often had to go with the natural philosopher to make sure that it was all functioning because it was quite a high-tech bit of machinery right. for those days. It was, um, it was like setting up a speaker or like a microphone would be now. Yeah, Yeah. correct. It needs some... Now, I said this painting wasn't a commission, which means that someone didn't ask for it and say, I'll pay you up front for this work. But it's just the same as the first one. The artist had a client in mind who he thought would buy it. He thought, if I paint this picture... Um, Dr. Benjamin Bates will buy it, which indeed he did, for £200. Which, in those days, was a lot. I think it probably was. I don't know how it would translate. But in the, if you think this is um, over 300 years ago, it, it is a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, so it would have been, would, would you say, the equivalent of two grand or something, or not that much? Oh yeah, definitely, probably yeah, more. Yeah, probably more, yeah. yeah. And as I said at the beginning, it is a very large painting, so there's a lot of workmanship and a lot of materials yeah. have gone into this. Now, we've got a few minutes left, and we want to sort of sum up what we think the um, overall meaning of this, this painting is. We've mentioned the idea of science being cold, and the, uh, and the sense of sentiment versus the cold objectivity of science. Right. And we've mentioned the fact that the outcome isn't certain. We don't know whether the bird will actually die. So there's an ambiguity. Um, we've mentioned the sense of slight threat um, and the slight terror and horror, especially in the natural philosopher's face, which yeah. is lit in this really eer eerie way from below. He's sort of the most... Um, spooky one, yeah. And spooky person there, yeah. And his hair is all wild, isn't it, and flowing down. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a wildness about him, almost like he's a magician. Yeah, he looks like he just needs a pointy hat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we've also spoken about the religious symbolism in the dove, mm -hmm. and the um, the crucifix, and so what do you think the artist? I'm going to leave this to you, Arthur. Is, is saying to us, the viewer, what's he, what do you think his point is? Um, his point is uh, togetherness and it's questioning, I reckon he's trying to question religion. Yeah. Or is he saying, is it good that religion is dying? Or is he just... I don't think so, no. Do you think he's leaving it open I think us? Yeah, I think he's leaving it for the the viewers to find out themselves. I think you're right. And I yeah. think that is one of the main strengths is it's like a question mark. Yeah. Is science going to kill the magic of, of the old world order? Yeah. Um, anyway, personally, does it work for you? Do you like this painting? Uh, it's, it's all right. It's just, it's a bit, um, I, I think it's just a bit dark. I don't know how... Yeah, do you remember the word it? we called for the dark contrasted with the bright light, the bright, the deep shadow and the bright light? We used this funny word last time. Um, no, what was it? Chiaroscuro, oh, which means, yeah. you'd never remember I'll that. I'll never remember it's that. It's Italian, <laughs> it means light and shade. Yeah. And this, so what you're saying you don't like is the deep shadow. Yeah, it's just a bit hard to look at, really. But then but maybe it... if you saw it in the flesh, you would find yeah. it very different. Yeah, maybe, 
I'm just thinking if it was in a gallery, or there'd be a lot of people that would just take one look and then walk away because they hadn't taken a proper look and seen everything. Yeah. So not everyone would get the full picture and the full meaning. Yes, but luckily the National Gallery... Because the people aren't standing out enough. Yeah, but yeah. people actually do look at this picture. It is one yeah. that people spend a lot of time in front of, interestingly. Yeah. It draws them in. This mysterious light in the middle foreground draws you in. And because it is large, people do stop. Anyway, so... So I reckon, how big did you say it was, sorry? Um, just before we finish it, just to say it's 1.83 times 2.44 metres. And it's in the National Gallery, and I recommend... Um, the listeners to go and see it when the gallery's finally open or to look at it online a good image online okay so hope you've enjoyed the podcast that's it for today mm -hmm. see you soon goodbye folks bye, bye.